Amen. We're looking so forward to the Lord doing a wonderful thing in this place. And so we'll be starting worship in about 25 minutes. We have a special guest with us that's going to do, uh, bless us with his gift of song. And that is my brother and friend from Mississippi, Paul Porter. I'll introduce him at the uh, appropriate time for him to share what the Lord has laid on his heart. Come on, let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved. What a blessed opportunity it is for us to be in the house of the Lord one more time. We are certainly delighted and elated to uh, prepare to worship our God this morning in spirit and in truth. For those that are watching us on Facebook, YouTube, on our church website or in the chat room, uh, Vimeo, or if you're listening to us on the phone, Welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning. So real quick, if you're watching us on Facebook, share on your personal timeline. Tag people you want to invite to this post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel and then text this link to your personal network. If you're in the chat room on our church website, click the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. Also, wherever you're watching us online, if you would do us a favor, just put in where you're watching us, be it Charlotte, Gastonia, Monroe, Statesville, Columbia, wherever you're watching us right now, if you would, just put in the chat where you're watching us from at this particular time. Reverend Brenda Richardson is going to come and she's going to Give us uh, our call to worship as we look forward to the Lord moving in a mighty and a majestic way. Put your hands together. Stand on your feet. Let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved.
wonder if you feel that same way. Are you saved? 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 I have some glasses. Excuse me. The scripture this morning will be Proverbs chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. Proverbs chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. And it reads like this. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places in the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, come, eat of my bread and drink of my wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live, and go in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself, and he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer, lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied, and your years of life will be added to you. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself, and if you scoff, you will bear it alone. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you, magnificent, holy one. You are an awesome, awesome God. And we've come here simply to worship you, to worship you in spirit and in truth. God, take all of us, take every part of our being, God, right now, and we thank you for it, God. We pray that we will hear what you would have us to hear. See what you would have us to see. Believe those things you've called us out to believe. Holy Spirit, come now and saturate every person in, in every aisle and in every pew. God blesses as only you can so that we can do those things that you've called us out to do. God, watch our mouths and watch our work and let our faith continue to be real. God, we thank you for this time. It is anointed and it is set aside only to worship you to worship you in spirit and in truth. God, I hope that you understand from our worship that we love you, God, that we honor you, God, and that we are so happy and glad that you honor us and that you love us, God. Thank you for loving us, God. Thank you for being that God that takes us from one place to another. And we thank you for our space in the building. We thank you for our digital touch. For those that are in their rooms and their homes, God, bless them also in a mighty, mighty way. We've all come just to worship and praise your holy, righteous name. And it is in your name that we do pray and we call it done. Amen. You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord.
Come on, let's put our hands together. Let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved. How many of y'all are just glad to be in the service one more time? Amen. Amen. Listen, I am so honored to uh, present to some and introduce to others a special guest that's going to bless us with his wonderful gift. He's been here before. Um, and uh, he was in town, and I heard he was in town. I called him. I said, hey, man, why don't you come by St. Paul and do your thing? Anybody ever heard of the Christian heirs? Anybody ever heard of Paul Porter? We got Paul Porter in the house right now. We got Paul Porter in the house right now, and um, uh, I asked him to come by and uh, just share with us uh, a couple of songs. Uh, he is a homeboy of mine, literally a homeboy of mine. Uh, when I say literally a homeboy, not just from Mississippi, same county. Uh, same county. As a matter of fact, when I was in high school, I dated his cousin. I was almost in the family. <laughs> Amen. Used to do revivals. Used to do revivals for his daddy, uh, Dr. Eddie. Porter at the uh, in Rose Hill, uh, in Rose Hill, yeah. So uh, I'm so glad to have my homeboy with me. He's gonna come and bless us with uh, a couple of numbers, and then um, Peyton is gonna come and share with us uh, the impact moment. Wait a minute, did somebody bring some soda? Did somebody bring 10 sodas? This is absolutely amazing. Sodas was nowhere on the list. I declare St. Paul goes way beyond what it's asked for. <laughs> Paul, come on, man. Come do your thing. Put your hands together as my brother and my friend Paul Porter comes to bless us. Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. St. Paul, how y'all doing? Let me ask this question real quickly. What is the highest praise? What is it? Come on, let's give it to God three times. Hallelujah. 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 Now give God a big hand praise. Not me, but God. Come on. Yes, yes. Give honor to God as the head of my life and to this friend, this brother, this great doctor, Dr. Scott, his lovely wife and family. And to all the other ministers on the roster, roster and all of these musicians and lovely people, I'm telling you, when I go back to Pastor Scott, um, my mama said, tell it like a T.I. is. And all I've known about him was a man of integrity. Y'all got something to be proud of. I ain't stroking him. I'm just telling the truth. And he's my friend and brother. We go way back before gray hair. And I don't even think you had a Jerry Curl, did you? I, I did though. You never did. You stayed true. But I, I, I went on and had the little, you know, thing going. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, and he said the big one too. Because truth of the matter, I had a lot of hair and I used to get over there and sit and have it rolled up. I went through all of that for nothing because I done lost all of it. But thank God. I, I, I promised God that I would tell two seconds of my testimony. I had an aneurysm on the brain, lost my speech. Lost my memory, couldn't walk, couldn't talk. If anybody know what an aneurysm is, a vein burst in my brain. Doctors gave me up to die in 24 hours. But can I tell you something? Man cannot decide your case. Do y'all hear me? 
because even when I was an invalid and didn't know I was in the world, and you remember my brother Tyrone, he documented everything. They got me to the ICU, and mom and daddy were coming in the hospital, but they went straight to the prayer room. And when they got to the prayer room, the doctors rushed and said, you want to see your son one more time? Daddy and mama, being daddy, was a pastor of two churches. And they were in there praying. They said, no, we're going to stay here and pray. So my brother jumped up in his spirit and ran behind the doctors. And when they got halfway to the door, I'm telling you, man, it gave me up. So the doctors had their heads down. But my brother started tapping them on the shoulder because I can imagine mom and daddy got in that prayer room and connected with Jesus. And so at the end of the day, when they got ready to reach up and pull the plug, my brother was poking them because I was already sitting on the side of the bed rocking. And I was trying to say, thank you, Jesus, because God had brought me back to my senses. To make a long story short, in 10 years, from 96 to 2006, I went from the bed to the wheelchair, to the walker, to the cane. Dropped my cane for the last time in June of 6. I started walking, started running after five surgeries on my legs. I'm telling you, God is still... God is still in the healing business. If there's anybody here, I ain't talking about no headache, no stomachache. If you really believe he's still in the healing business, look at your neighbor and say, God is still in the healing business. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me sing a few country songs. I'm a country boy now. I'm from the old school. Give me that first song. Give God a hand praise. Bring it up. Bring it up for me.
I'm going to tell you, back in the day, you know, we run in there. We'll be doing all that. Now I'm taking Jeratar with Iron Boy. And that track didn't stop. <laughs> but I had to keep going. Look, Pastor, I want to acknowledge some young lady that got in touch with you as well. But uh, Sister uh, Ruff Huff, she's here with us. She brought me here. Stan, Sister Huff, from Rockingham. She's got a great concert coming up with a Christian dance will be back. Y'all get a chance, get some of the flyers back there, and we'll see you. Listen, I'm going to go to the country one more time if I can catch my breath. But if you don't know this song, then you're not old school. You, you ain't never seen Jeratar with I. Give me a hand as we do it for you. Go ahead, brother. Oh, yeah. This is real old school now. I sung this all over the world for 30 years. Woo! Yeah, this would cause for a mass choir. If I got a choir back there, y'all gonna have to help me. I'm getting ready. Some of them, I, I see an old schooler right here. She, oh yeah, that's my son. Oh, Lordy. I wanna thank y'all, man of God, for having me. Can I leave this with you before I go? Listen, you said I want two wings. To bed. Oh, y'all don't know that. <laughs> First lady said I want. 
Somebody tell him, thank y'all. Did y'all come to have church this morning? I'm wearing out my welcome right now, but say, and the world can't do me no more. Y'all sing it like you mean. Listen, when we get to heaven, won't be no crying, won't be no more dying, won't have to worry about paying bills no more. And the main thing I want to leave you before I walk off, sickness. No more high blood pressure. No more cancer. No more pandemic. No more COVID. Nobody's going. The devil is a liar. We'll be praying to them. There you go, baby. Pray them. God bless you. You guys are expecting me to sing this morning. You'll be rudely disappointed, uh, so I apologize. I'm going to stick to preaching and teaching. I believe that's uh, those are the gifts that God has given me. So, well, you, uh, man, that was awesome, wasn't it? That was awesome. We give God a round of applause, uh, man, just for what He's doing in and through um, just everyone, God, for His glory, uh, and especially through Mr. Porter. And so, man, let's let's go ahead. Let's go to God in prayer before we get this started. Uh, this morning, this impact moment, a moment of talking to uh, the kids. And uh, let me just say before we do that, it's good to be back, um, finally back in good health um, and feeling a lot better and really excited to be back with you this morning. Yeah. Uh, so let's bow our heads, close our eyes and go to the throne, talk to God. Dear Lord, I come before you this morning and I thank you so, 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 so much, God, for being back in the house of the Lord this morning, for being back with you, God, and and the people of God here at this wonderful church that we get to call home. God, I pray that you would be with us, um, God, in this impact moment. I pray, God, that you would help me to hide behind the shadow of your cross, God. And that when this sermon is preached, this message is given for our kids, that it would stick with them, that they know that they have been saved by the love of your son, Jesus Christ, and that nothing, nothing can separate them and take them from that. God, I pray that they know that, that we all know that this morning, Lord, and we know your wonderful love. You are awesome, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Man, we are gonna finish this Armor of God series, amen? We are gonna finish this, okay? I've made a commitment and I started it, and we are gonna finish this. So this, uh, this next part of the Armor of God series will deal with the helmet of salvation, Um, Before we dig into that message, I want to remind all of us that middle school and high school Bible study um, is on Tuesday nights from 7 to 8. I mean, we had an awesome turnout last week. Awesome turnout. I'm really, really excited for the new day and time that we have there. And uh, man, please come out and uh, we'll get to study um, the Trinity talking about who God is, a part of who God is. Amen. 
And uh, let me also say, too, I had a wonderful time yesterday at a fundraiser um, working with the Boy Scouts and the Cub Scouts. Um, man, we, we got to work a water stop number two for the Charlotte Marathon yesterday, and it was amazing, guys. It was amazing. Uh, they are just a really good group of guys. Yes, amen, amen. Really great group of guys, and um, I, you know, I want to put a plug in for our Cub Scouts. They are looking to get started again and to get back going, and those are for our elementary age kids, and so please feel free if your kid is in elementary school and you think that they would benefit from the awesome, awesome program leadership and teaching that is Cub Scouts, then please, please look to sign them up, okay? You can contact me in my email, and I will put you in touch with uh, Mr. Barnwell, who is our leader over the Cub Scouts right now, okay? So the impact moment title today, guys, we're going to get to the helmet of salvation, the helmet of salvation. And our title for this morning is this, wear your helmet, wear your helmet. That is the exclamation point at the end. Our memory verse comes from Ephesians chapter six, um, verse 17. I'll be reading from the New International Version, which says, says this, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we'll be focusing on that first part. Take the helmet of salvation. The bottom line or the main point I want us to get from today's message is this, guys. Protect your mind with the love of Christ. Protect your mind with the love of Christ. When I was a kid, throughout elementary school and middle school and into high school, my cousins and I, we would all play outside. And one of the, our favorite things to do when we went to go play was to ride our bikes Okay, now we would ride our bikes up and down the street when we were little, and as we got older, that turned into riding them around the entire neighborhood. Okay, now before we left the house to go outside and go ride our bikes, my mom, who was babysitting or watching most of us at the time, man, she would always say this. She would say, Trey, don't forget to wear your helmet. Don't forget to wear your helmet. Sometimes, if we were riding close to the time my dad got home from work and we weren't wearing our helmets like we were supposed to, he'd look at us with a real stern look on his face and he'd say, where's your helmet at? Where's your helmet at? Now, all this concern, all this talk about a helmet had me wondering, why is wearing a helmet so important? And I remember, guys, the moment that I first found out. Can I tell you that this morning? The moment I first found out, I was around seven or eight years old, and I had a faded yellow Mickey Mouse helmet that I would put on and that I got to wear riding up and down the street. Now, since I was only seven or eight years old, I would just ride up and down the street in front of our house. Now, when I got to the top of the hill that was near our house, one of my favorite things to do was to ride around in a circle around the little cul-de-sac right there at the top, right near our house. I remember riding around in the circle so fast one time that the tires on my bike slid from beneath me. And as the bike slid from beneath me, my body flung off the bike, slammed onto the pavement, and I did a little army roll on top and rolled onto my head. And if it wasn't for that faded Mickey Mouse helmet, man, it could have been a lot worse, guys. It could have been a lot worse. Cheris, I know you and I both know bike crashes, they suck. They're not fun. They're not fun. My hands and my arms are pretty scratched up along with my knees, but the hard part of my helmet hit the ground instead of my head. And that's an amen. Now, I tested it, and I believe it's true. Wearing your helmet and protects your head. And if it protects your head, then it protects your brain and your mind inside of that head that you have. Without it, 
man, it would possibly crack your head open. It would possibly lead to a serious injury that could really mess us up, guys, and we don't want that to happen. That's why we wear our helmets when we ride our bikes. So when we think about a spiritual helmet and this armor of God that we're talking about, well, a spiritual helmet, well, man, if without it, we will leave our head and our mind exposed to Satan and to this crazy world that we live in. We have to protect what God has given us. We have to guard our minds and our knowledge about who God is, knowing that he has saved us from our sins. And we've got to protect what we know about who God says we are, because that's important. That's important. Now, again, our bottom line, protect your mind with the love of Christ. So this is what Paul has in mind, guys, when he's recommending, when he's suggesting to us that we add a helmet to our armor of God, a helmet of salvation. Now, salvation is a big old word that we love to use in church, but we gotta break it down, right? Salvation means for us Christians that we have been forgiven, that we have been delivered or saved from the harmful effects of sin and hell. When we come to have faith and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we we accept him into our hearts and our minds. We are saved to be forever a part of God's family. This is what salvation is for us, guys. Now imagine this. You're putting on your helmet of salvation as a part of your armor of God. With this helmet on your head, it means your head, your mind, and your thoughts about God, about yourself. Man, all of this, about the way you live, they're all protected by the saving love of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you guys this morning a few ways that I see knowing that God has saved us being so beneficial as we live this life that we're called to live. Guys, the first thing is this, knowing that God has saved us gives us the ability to know who God is and to know what he cares about. Now, Satan, when he sees this knowledge that we have about God, just even believing that he exists, he's going to try to attack it by trying to cause doubts and things to enter our mind, man, that will cause us to doubt who God is, that will cause us to doubt that God can save us, that will cause us to doubt that God has the power to really do anything amazing in our lives. Now, this is his greatest aim. And a part of that is even believing, the, the, even greater than that, that Jesus isn't even the only way to heaven. These are the things that, God, that Satan will try to convince us of. But man, when we put on this helmet, this helmet of salvation, man, it reminds us of what God has done for us. And it leads us to the truth that he has given us a glimpse of who he is through his son, Jesus Christ. Guys, Jesus is the image of who God is. Jesus has saved you and he saved you from every sin, past, present, and future. So when Satan tries to tell you that you can't come to know God because of your mistakes, no, that's a lie. And the helmet of salvation will remind us of that. The second thing then is this, guys. Knowing that God has saved us reminds us of how special we are to God. It reminds us of our worth. It reminds us that we are important, that we were created by a God that loves us and believes that we are valuable to him and to Jesus. Now, what Satan will try to do, Satan's gonna try to attack our minds by placing in them thoughts that are meant to tear us down, that are meant to to tell us that we are worthless, that we should be ashamed of who we are, and that we are unforgivable by God. Know this. God has loved us so much, guys. The helmet of salvation reminds us of that. It reminds us that if he was willing to go through so much as to die for us, to give his life for us, man, that means we're valuable. That means we're worth something. Guys, 
God has seen us as being special in his eyes. And if we have this helmet on, then we are going to see ourselves as being worth dying for and as being a part of his family forever in heaven when we die. Now, the third thing is this, Zoe and Zathan, knowing that God has saved us will affect the way that we live our lives on this earth. Okay, it's not just going to stop with knowing that we've been saved, man, knowing that we've been saved will cause us to live a life that's going to be different. It's going to cause us to live a life that's going to be for God. We won't live it for anyone or anything else but God, our Lord and our Savior. Guys and girls, you have to know when I say this, and I'm speaking to myself here too as well, if we've been saved by God through the love of Jesus Christ, we can't live our lives for anyone or anything else. We can't. Not anything else, okay? Not anything else. When I say that, I mean that. We're not living our lives for the things that we do for for success or to gain a lot of money or wealth We're not living it guys to be known by the whole world man. If the world knows us, we want them to know jesus in us Guys, this one is so important. It's so important Because satan would love to see us fall in love with this world He'd love to see us fall in love with everything small, everything materialistic, all the gifts or the things that we've been given, everything that's temporary that this world has to offer us. But as followers of Christ, guys, we gotta be in God's word daily. His love should lead us to live our lives for him on the daily, what we watch, what we listen to, the people that we surround ourselves with. Everything is affected by knowing that God has saved us. Guys, scripture says, scripture says that we must be transformed. Be, our minds must be renewed every day. That man, every day we can remind ourselves of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Every day we can practice the patience and the love that Jesus has done for the, given us an example of in scripture. Every day we let his word change our hearts and our minds. Every day we pray for God's love to lead us and to affect us and those around us. Every day we should seek out opportunities to tell others that man, Jesus has saved you too you can wear this helmet of salvation as well. Guys, knowing that we are saved is one thing, but living like we're saved, pastor, that's another thing. That's another thing, amen? I leave you with this, our bottom line, protect your mind with the love of Christ. And that, my friends, is what the helmet of salvation can do for you. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. Thank you, Peyton, for sharing with, sharing with us about the helmet of salvation. Good morning. Good morning. We thank God for each and every one of you who have made it here to worship, and we are so appreciative. I want to, before I share a couple of observations with you, just want to see, do we have any first-time guests? If so, would you just hold up your hand if you are a first-time guest? Let's give God praise for our first-time guests. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to St. Paul. Normally, we would get up and hug you and greet you, but we're in the middle of a pandemic. So guess what? If you hold up your hand one more time, we're just going to have folks wave at you. Amen. We're just going to wave at you. And we want to say welcome to St. Paul. They're just um, 
a couple of things I want to share with you as far as observation. Then we're going to do our tithing demonstration and um, move forward as far as worship is concerned. Just want to let you all know that on this Wednesday, this Wednesday at 10 o'clock here at the church, here at the church in the, the Ray of Hope, you can come and get your Moderna vaccine. Amen. Amen. You can get your Moderna vaccine, your first shot, your second shot, or your booster shot. The Moderna is only available for those that are 18 and older. Pfizer is available for uh, children and teenagers. So we won't be doing any Pfizer. We're doing Moderna. So if you got uh, a shot here back in uh, March and April, and you want to get a booster shot, you can come here 10 o'clock on Wednesday. You don't have to make an appointment, but I would encourage you, bring your card. Bring your card so you can make sure that you get it tallied. Amen? Amen. The other thing I want to remind you is that this Thursday is our last Thankful Thursday service. And we have been blessed immeasurably by the first two. This past Thursday, Bishop Joseph Walker blessed us in an incredible way. And we are so appreciative of him. Uh, but I want to invite you to come and check out uh, my sister, uh, the Reverend Dr. Danielle Brown, the pastor-elect of the Shallow Baptist Church in Plainfield, New Jersey. She's going to bless us with a mighty word, and we're going to have a mighty testimony. I do want to encourage you, if you did not check us out this past Thursday, go, and if you don't even listen to the sermon, check out Scott Gibson's testimony. It'll make you cry, and it will encourage your heart. Amen? Amen. 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 I'm trying to make up some time here. So what I want to do is um, take this opportunity because as we see right now that um, I'm going to have you in just a moment to come and bring your items to place them on the various tables. And since I've been here, we've been doing this and we want you to kind of do it orderly uh, in, in an orderly fashion. But let me just say that all of this food is going to help our brothers and sisters in the Belmont neighborhood, as well as help our brothers and sisters who receive food from the food pantry. And I want to commend uh, Reverend James Burney, uh, the men of valor who helped to bring some of these things in. Uh, as we get ready to have you to bring your gifts this middle table is God's table, and usually this is a tithe demonstration. So I have you to bring 10 cans or 10 items. You put one on God's table, and the other nine go to our table. You see how much we give to God? You see how much we keep collectively? Let me try this again. You see how much we give to God? You see how much we keep collectively? This is, this is all that God, first of all, wants us to start with. A dime out of every dollar, a dollar out of every ten. This is what he wants us to start with. This is obedient giving. When you give offering, that's grace giving. And, and, and the real blessing is really when you move beyond obedience to gratefulness. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm grateful for what the Lord has done. So I'm going to do something. Where my stuff at? Bring my, bring my goodies. 
I'm going to do something a little bit different. Uh, does Cheris have something to give? All right. She got, all right. So, I almost feel like Shirley Caesar. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomato. <laughs> uh, normally, I would take, thank you, Brother Lawrence. I would take one item, and I'll put it here. That'll be my tie. Then I'll take these other items, and I'll put them over here. That's normally what I would do. But one thing that God has done for me is push me beyond just tithing, uh, where I give gratefully, and I give out of obedience. So I give out of obedience, the tithe. I give an offering out of gratefulness and out of love and adoration. So normally I'll put these over here, but guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take these. This is, this is how your pastor gives. I'm putting this here. Giving that to the Lord. Putting this here. I'm giving this to the Lord. And you put that over there. So I've given the Lord more than I kept. Because one thing I understand, and I am a living witness, you can't beat God giving. No matter how hard you try. Now, what we're getting ready to do, anybody in the balcony got any bags that you want to bring? Anybody got any groceries you want to bring? Let me see. Oh, it's already down here? All right. Everybody else down here. Who got something in the house that you want to bring down right now? All right, we're getting ready to move in just a moment. I just want to know one thing. I'm still, I want to know who bought some Mountain Dew. I don't see 10 things of Mountain Dew up here. I just want to, don't be shamed. I want to applaud you for going beyond what we asked for. It ain't. It ain't on the list, but we're going to give it to somebody. Don't be ashamed. Just, just hold up your hand. Who pulls some Mountain Dew? Boy, I tell you, St. Paul, y'all good for comic relief. Amen. All right. So this is what we're going to do. I don't want, I don't want uh, you all to crowd. So um, if you would, start from the back, and let's move quickly. If you would, bring your... Your gift, put your one item, if you're tired, put your one item on God's table, and then you can move to the other side. So if you're in the back, uh, if you would start right now, I don't want to have a major log jam here. Um, and then we're going to get ready to receive the Lord's offering. Thank you, Reverend Bernie. Scott, can you give me some Jiffy Mix cornbread music? <laughs> Let me change that. Give me some giving music. There you go. <laughs> All right, as you, as you give from the back, if you would, if you have something to, to bring, if you would, come on down and bring your gifts as far as the table is concerned. Give the Lord his, and then you...
put what you're going to keep to yourself. Reverend Bernie, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Anybody else has something to give as far as our offering is concerned? Anyone else? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, this is what we're getting ready to do. Come on. Come on. You go ahead. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Anybody else have anything to bring as far as this moment for Thanksgiving is concerned? You can do that real quick. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amen. You all are absolutely amazing. Can we give God praise for your kindness and your largesse? Now, here's what we're getting ready to do. We're getting ready to receive the Lord's offering. So for those that are watching us online, as well as those that are in the house, we're connecting this to giving. There are three ways you can give here at St. Paul Church. The first one is by putting your... Uh, check or money order in the mail, mailing it to St. Paul at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte 28205. The second way is by um, bringing your cash, money order, check to the church. Just call the church office. Make sure someone is here to receive your offering, and we will ensure that it's part of the next Sunday's count. You can also give through ACS or Church Life Online as far as our website is concerned, and you can give through the app called Vimeo. So, however you're giving this morning, if you have a physical paper offering, a physical offering, um, you can put that in the basket after we have the prayer of Thanksgiving. So, however you're giving this morning, if you would take your offering, if you're able to place it in your right hand, place it in your right hand, lift toward heaven. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come right now and we thank you. For the helmet of salvation. We thank you for the gift of Paul. We thank you, oh God, for how you bless these disciples in-house as well as online to bring gifts to be a blessing to others. And now, God, we bring our gifts unto you. Take our tithes and our offerings. Consecrate them in a mighty and marvelous and magnificent way to be a blessing as far as your work is concerned. Show yourself mighty and strong, O God. In the name of Jesus, we give this unto you. Amen. There's a basket on the row in front of you. If you have a physical offering, just drop it in the basket closest to you. Amen. Our account team will receive them. Uh, And Scott, do your thing. You all bless us with your gift of songs.
just lift your hands where you are right now. Glory to your name forever you are the
I know somebody saying it doesn't take all that. You ain't got to do all that praise stuff. But I just need a few more folks that don't know. Had it not been for the Lord on your side, no telling where you would be right now. So, so, so if you're online, if you're online, if you're online in your kitchen, in your bedroom, in your living room, your dining room, your family room, your workout room, why don't you give God praise in your virtual space? If you're in the house and if you're able, if you're able, just stand on your feet and just lift up those hands and repeat after our praise team. It's what I do. It's what I do. Come on. You are created to give God praise. You are created to give God praise. Praise.
now. Oscar, you play that good time. Because you know what the Lord has done for you. COVID should have killed you. You better open up that base. When I think about Jesus and what he's done for me. When I think about Jesus and how he set me free. I just... trying to disparage this this new way of worship um I, I ain't trying to I ain't trying to make nobody come back any sooner than they're ready but it's just some stuff you can't get online I wish I wish those that were online were able to be in the house to feel what we're feeling in this space but you're able to give God praise in your space but it's something about being in the household of faith where, where, where folks said the spirit moves from heart to heart and breast to breast. Oh, God. Yeah, let me, y'all, let me, let me get to this word. Let me get to this word. Uh, 